0: Thanks, Nita, so we'll be uh, moving on to think about serving for life uh, later on, but uh, I see Eloise is poised to bring us our reading. I've been reading the uh, letters to the Colossians uh, recently, and um, this little passage really struck me a few weeks ago, and I thought it was great focus for us at the beginning of this new year.:
1: This passage is taken from Colossians two verses 1 to 7. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine sounding arguments. For though I am absent from, from you in your body, I am present with you in spirit and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thank- thankfulness.
0: Thanks, Eloise. Let's pray, shall we? Lord, we thank you for your word, which sustains, which feeds, which encourages us, which challenges us. And we pray, Lord, that as we reflect on it now, you might have something to say to us, which will help us stand for you in this year ahead. So work in us by your spirit, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. I don't know what sort of things uh, you delight in, just have a think for a few moments. What is it that you delight in? I mentioned uh, earlier about my misplaced delight in my football team's uh, successes because there aren't many. But far more important, um, and I also, of course, I must mention this morning because there aren't many chances to do this, I also delight in the fact that England didn't lose a test match this morning and and got away of a draw but much more than that I delight in stories of God at work and tales of his faithfulness and it's great that we can share some of those this morning it was so good to hear from Rich and from Ruby and I trust that all of us take delight in in journeying together and seeing the growth of those around us the Apostle Paul certainly did as we've just heard, writing to the Colossians, I delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. I've taken a similar delight in the witness of uh, young people and leaders over New Year at the Hazelmere Youth Camp last week. Thank you for those who are praying for that. I've taken great delight in different ways in, uh, I don't want to embarrass him, but you know, in my two boys. One is here in different ways over recent weeks. Delight in seeing uh, many of you overcome adversity in life. I've taken delight as I've been part of one of the LLF courses and we've wrestled with really complex issues of human identity and sexuality and battled with what is God saying to us in the midst of all of this. Delighted in being part of this community over Christmas Period, as we join together for our carol services and our celebrations on Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Delighted in the fact that so many of us have been coming to God in prayer over recent days at the start of this new year. This passage from Colossians 2 has been something of a focus of my prayers during this week of prayer with a desire that we at Christchurch are encouraged in heart and united in love. Those are Paul's words. Encouraged in heart and united in love. As we enter a new year, but also as we look forward later in the year, hopefully at some point, to the arrival of a new incumbent. The COVID experience has often brought discouragement. And our society has gone through a particular phase of disunity as we've been divided over Brexit and then had 101 different views on the proper response to the pandemic. But in the midst of all of this, God longs for us to be encouraged, given courage, and united in the things that really matter. Not necessarily agreeing over everything, but united in that common sense of purpose and vision and getting to know Jesus better. But it's verses 6 to 7 I want to particularly encourage us us with this morning, and really grateful to the office team for putting these laminated cards together. Uh, She's not able to be here this morning, but uh, Crystal, Crystal Johnson has joined the office team uh, this week, and uh, we're really grateful to Crystal for laminating these. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. I'm not sure how you are with New Year's resolutions. We're nine days in. Are you sticking to them? Or are you far too wise and mature to... uh, fall for these things. But this strikes me as a great resolution for us as God's people in this place. Whether we're young or old, whether we're steeped in faith or just setting out on the journey, it's that call for us to keep going. Continue to live your lives in him, in Jesus. Here at Christchurch, everything we do is centered around learning to live the life. And all that flows out into mission and service and growth and care and Christian discipleship. That we're only going to learn if we make an active decision to keep going. We're not meant to be stagnant ponds, we're meant to be flowing streams on a journey towards a destination. Nine days have gone, 356 to go in 2022, but each day we make a choice, don't we? Each day we make a choice as to whether we're going to continue to live our lives in him. The alternative, of course, is that we choose to live life in our own strength, just based on our own prior experience and understanding, and pulled along by society's values and morals. But Paul reminds us that to continue, we need to be rooted and built up in him. And to be rooted and built up, we need to spend time with him as individuals and as a gathered community. It's a challenge, isn't it, But those disciplines of personal Bible reading, of private prayer, of fellowship and worship are just as important as they've always been. The leaders at Hazelmere are probably pretty fed up with me at the beginning of each week when I re-emphasize the Hazelmere mantra. Time for Jesus, time for people, time for jobs. A recognition that if we're to be effective in our ministry of young people, that we need to be close with God. We need to be seeking after God. We may not always feel his presence, sense his presence, but we need to be looking to invest in that relationship and sticking close with him. And it's out of that that we'll have that greater love for people and be more effective in serving his people. And people and relationships are more important than the, the jobs we're doing, the things we're doing. But as we put Jesus at the center and then as we then look to invest in people, the jobs aren't unimportant, but they come further down the pecking order. We need to be rooted and built up in him. We need to be taking that time to grow with him. And out of that place of refreshing, we're equipped to live out our lives on our front lines and be effective in our service of the gathered church activity, which we're focusing on more this morning. Our spiritual muscles are exercised and built up. And all of this is not for a sense of duty, but from a sense of immense gratitude for what God has done. I've been really struck as I've been reading this letter to the Colossians of the emphasis that Paul places on thanksgiving. In each of the four chapters, he references thanksgiving. In chapter 1, he talks the ways in which, about the ways in which he is really thankful. But in chapters 2, 3, and 4, he encourages the Colossian believers to be thankful. And here he expresses it strongly, doesn't he? Overflowing with thankfulness. Now all sorts of stuff goes on in our lives, all sorts of stuff for which we may not feel remotely thankful. You know, so many of us here have suffered in different ways in the last 18 months or so. And rightly, we lament those things. But in the midst of that, we also have much to give thanks for. And as we gather together as God's people here this morning, we reflect on what God has done for us in Jesus on the cross. The hope that we have, the forgiveness of our sins, the new life, the sense of purpose and direction he gives. Remember, Paul is writing this from his prison cell. He's got plenty to moan about. But he says time and time again, come on, people. Be thankful, overflowing with thankfulness. That's one of our core values here, that we are a grateful people. And that gratitude is expressed in these three ways that we're thinking about this morning. Our gratitude to God is expressed in our giving uh, to his work, not holding on to things for ourselves, but being generous. Our gratitude is expressed in our growing In the fact that we want to get to know God better. And then share something of what we learn with others. And our gratitude is expressed as we we seek to serve him. As we seek to serve him on our front lines, wherever God has called us. And as we seek to serve him through the gathered life of the church and through its uh, more centralised mission. And each of us, can be part of that story, and God calls us to be part of that story. Serving, growing, and giving. But I encourage you to take take this card away, maybe um, put a little magnet on the back and attach it to your thridge, or put it in your Bible, or have it somewhere to mind. Let's make this something of our verse for this year. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him rooted and built up in him, strengthened in the faith as you were taught and overflowing with thankfulness. Let's encourage each other in that as we go through this year. Amen.